This is the Roaring Elephant podcast, and for a change, we're going into the Agony Aunt section, or by Dave's request, to be honest. Hi, Dave. <laughs> no, you're misunderstanding. <laughs> oh, God, no. Yahoo has all of the answers, clearly. Yeah, but so do all the Agony Ants, don't they? Um, maybe. But these are crowdsourced answers, oh, so they're must clearly be better. They have to be authoritative and definitive at that point. That must be the case. Yeah. Anyway, tell, tell the good people listening to the podcast what we're going to be doing today. Well, very sad news for everybody everywhere who cares about high quality, definitely verified and very accurate uh, answers to all of your questions. Uh, the platform that I'd kind of forgotten about has <laughs> has announced that it is shutting down, which is Yahoo Answers uh, on May the 4th, 2021. And, you know, that's it, really. So we thought we'd uh, send off the platform we'd forgotten about by taking a quick look, uh, searching a few of our favorite topics, and, um, well, I guess making fun of the answers. But maybe some of the answers are good. You never know. <laughs> Uh, to be honest, I didn't even know the thing existed, so that's probably bad on my part. Uh, so my questions I picked are fairly recent. Uh, when mm -hmm. Dave proposed this thing, I was thinking, oh my god, I'm never going to find anything useful. And then we ended up actually cutting stuff because it would be running way too long. So <laughs> I, I, I I blame myself for missing out on this fun of, of this entertainment for all of the, for all these years. I mean, it's, it's, it's great. So there we go. Let's go into it. Let's do it. So we've split these up a little bit into uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, maybe we'll let you guess which which category is which. <laughs> nah, nah, I think it's fairly obvious. Uh, start one of mine? Yeah, let's do it. So this actually, when I saw it, was a great question. I mean, it's something that people ask all, all the time, I guess. When, is, when are you too old to do something new, specifically programming? Uh, obviously, programmers are born and not made, uh, so starting at anything after a week is too late, to be honest. But I really like the answers on this one, uh, because not because they're really answering the question there, because the obvious answer is, whenever you want to change, just do it. But they have a whole treatise here on Gustav Eiffel, who, <laughs> of course, built the Eiffel Tower. And I had no idea about this, but apparently he changed careers age 77 to go into the aerodynamics uh, <laughs> things which is a yeah i mean whatever you may say about yahoo answers i learned something so it's it's been worth it learn something new every day <laughs> I, I i particularly like the uh nope bro never is late for learning until you die i mean truer words have never been spoken uh by an atheist because I'm assuming anybody of religious uh, persuasion would say you can even learn after you die. And maybe that's even the best time to start learning because obviously eternity must be longer than whatever time I've spent on this earth. Yes. <laughs> Moving on. Oh, come on. All right. So, so next up we've got... You know, you can't, this is the Roaring Elephant podcast. There's always <laughs> got to be a, a little hint of big data in here. And we've got the, the glorious question from question mark. What is big data about? Um, the, the sort of 
the answers, and this is something that's pretty consistent across a lot of these kind of sort of question and answer type things. Um, like there's definitely a big chunk of people that just paste chunks out of Wikipedia and then just put source Wikipedia as if they've answered it, but have put basically zero effort into it. I typed so, cut and it, paste. That's two finger combinations, man. That's complicated. <laughs> well, no, because you've got to then, you've got to, first of all, you've got to go to Wikipedia. You've then got to search for the thing. Then you've got to, you know, choose which section you're going to copy. No. Then no. What you do is you answer a question on Yahoo Answers by Googling right. the question and just taking the snippet that pops up in Google at the top, which is usually from Wikipedia, <laughs> and put that into the answer section. Fair enough. Fair enough. Clearly, I've obviously been uh, <laughs> using Yahoo Answers and answering all questions for, for far too long for far too long. But it, it sort of... The the sort of the, the top answer is not terribly useful or well it's not useful it's not the fact it's not useful it's not terribly interesting because it's Doesn't it's just the anything. source from Wikipedia yeah but uh, we can we can scroll down a little bit further and there's a answer from someone named VJ that says big data bought in the revolution in data as a service das the future is in the hands of big data. And that was seven years ago. What What do you think about that? How, how do you uh, How do you think the revolution of data as a service has changed our life in the last seven years? Um, well, not to be flippant, I think he was actually quite right in his prognostication there, because big data has definitely changed the future. Now, data hasn't remained the focus point. Been much more about how to get the analytics on the data, but without the big data, we wouldn't have been looking at analytics on the data. So there is a certain truth to his words here. To be honest, I wasn't aware that DAS was actually something that existed officially and was that old. I thought it was more recent with the whole virtual storage layer things, which also never really got off the ground. To be honest. Um, but yeah, I do think he's right. The uh, future is in the hand of big data, and I think it's still the fact today, but the concept of big data has changed a lot over those seven years. Yeah. I, I actually, there's a, a longer answer from someone named Brijesh G five years ago. I actually prefer, like they, they go into large volumes of data, complex data that's difficult to process, unstructured data, all that sort of thing. They talk a little bit about the different organizations that often use big data um, and a few other things like that. I I sort of, I, I, that's my favorite answer here. But honestly, like a lot of these answers are reasonable. Like they're not, yep. there's, there's, there's a lot of, you know, depending on, your level of understanding there's probably an answer here for you like there's one from tom big data is a buzzword or catchphrase used to describe a massive volume of both structured and unstructured data that is so large it is difficult to process using traditional database and software techniques i mean it's it's not it's not wrong like it's it's actually if you wanted a like a 10 second explanation like not not actually terrible. Yeah. Now the the one you pre preferred here from Rajesh, I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah sorry. The first thing to it. know about big data is that you have to apply a schema on it, which means formatting it a little bit. 
paragraphs work? <laughs> English may not be their first language. Uh, a space is the same in any language. And so is the enter key. <laughs> maybe maybe their enter key was broken. But like, you're wrong, you... you're wrong, you're wrong, because Anonymous here has the definitive answer. It's relative. <laughs> and he can't say he's wrong. I mean, he's right. It is relative. Although his biggest imagination goes to 100 gigabytes, <laughs> which uh, for me... I mean, eight, eight years ago, 100 gigabytes was a lot of data, Jan. You, you seem to no, forget. <laughs> no, no. I do agree that the first hard disk I ever bought was a massive 20 megabytes of space. No. That kind of sells my age a little bit. I'll leave it up to the imagination of listeners. But eight years ago, we were in the terabyte realm, at least if you're talking about big data. 100 gigabytes, that doesn't work. I mean, I remember that oh, six years ago, somebody actually retweeted something I tweeted, which is great, about uh, from the podcast, uh, about if it fits on a hard drive, it's not big data. And 100 gigabytes definitely fits on a hard drive. That's also why I enjoy the three thumbs down I think if a thumbs up to the thumbs downs. <laughs> a thumb up for the thumb downs. Oh, that that's very, very meta of you. Well, I must say the whole answers uh, from Yahoo they're very cynical because if I look at all the thumbs, there's only on on a total there's one thumb up and three thumbs down. Oh, that three three thumbs up, three thumbs down. It's neutral. I'll, I'll refrain from being sarky. Fair enough. All right. <laughs> Let's let's move on. Move on. Yeah, let's move on to the lesser savory sides. And uh, this one is a beauty I found, and it's a question I've been asking myself for years, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> it's a valid question, uh, depending on who the person is. Maybe. And the thing that's most remarkable for me is that it actually got answers. <laughs> People actually tried to help this poor soul, uh, killing more threes which is uh, amazing. Uh, also, apparently you do need Word or else there's no way you can ever print something. Uh, personally, my first thing would be get a printer, but that's me. And also the fact that he's using his email client, which apparently doesn't have even a print function, so is very limited and primitive at best, is the tool he's using to write his essays while as the comments or the answers uh, already, the second one here, OpenOffice, LibreOffice these days, if you like, the free WordPad comes with Windows, even if you're not using Windows, any operating system out there has some kind of editing software included for free. Well, for free, unless you have to pay for the OS, of course. But uh, yeah, I mean, I admire the person's tenacity to actually put out his hard wrought prose even if he has to use in a mail client, I, um, I thumbs up on that all the way. <sighs> I, I don't even really know. I there are so I have so many questions. Like what? <laughs> Yahoo what answers documents? the right place. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe before it closes down, I should see if I can get some some of these questions answered. Like, why on earth? Would you think that the best place to write lengthy documents and is your mail client? I mean, so I, I starts. Off, I have a lap. I have a laptop, but I don't have Word, so I'm writing some lengthy documents on my emails. I. It's 
it's very puzzling. I guess maybe maybe this this person is not particularly familiar with their operating system, and therefore the first thing they thought of that had a big text box in it was an email client. They don't want to send the email, maybe. They just want to write in it. A lot of people use their PC, laptops, whatever, to browse the web and send emails and never look any further. I mean, the whole Chromebook uh, ecosphere is basically limited to that, to that style of people. So if that's what you're used to, uh, you look on the internet, uh, word document editor, you'll end up with uh, Microsoft Word, probably because those added uh, things go up and whatever. So, yeah, I can see where it's coming from on that point. And to be honest, I have, I've been writing pretty long emails myself, which at a certain point I'm cut and paste to a text editor just in fear of losing them if my mail browser goes down. <laughs> but I, I, I don't see that as, yeah, yeah, it's, it's what you know. The, the only thing that I would say is when I saw the title of this in our you know, peek behind the curtain, we have occasionally have show notes. We occasionally do a little bit of prep. But when I saw the title of the question of this, I was like, oh, God, someone is actually just printing every single email they send and receive. And I imagine this person would have like huge number of binders in their, you know, home or office or whatever with every single email, you know, printed out in, in chronological order. Um and I was both awed and horrified at the idea. I think it's even worse than that. <laughs> I think, and let me say it this way. In my illustrious career at different uh, IT-oriented enterprises, I actually have known a manager who did not print his emails. Of course not. That would be ridiculous. Whose secretary... Secretary, the, 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 his management assistant, that's the official word now, had the task of every morning printing out all of the emails from last day and put them on his desk so he could read them. Yeah, I, ha I sadly have, uh, <laughs> I have known such behaviors. The, the other behavior I find particularly, um, particularly wonderful is, I think, directly to combat that sort of uh, behavior um, the the people who in their email signature used to write please do not print this email think of the environment and, and things like that like, why would I print an email anyway like just and the signatures actually were very counterproductive because the people that print the emails still print them and now print an extra page because those footer things were like this long <laughs> Oh dear. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. And this anyway. was actually updated three days ago, two days ago. So this is a still a very yeah. relevant uh, question for this person. So don't think this is all old stuff. This is happening today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can tell the difference between the, the ones that Jan has chosen and mine, which are more... Vintage. More uh, vintage, yes. There we go. Excellent word. Let's, well, let's and let's some look at one of these... Let's go and look at one of these vintage answers and questions right now. <laughs> uh, full is, disclosure, I haven't read Dave's yet before we started recording, so oh, <laughs> I'm discovering this, this with just, him. This is wonderful. Like, how can I build, how I can build an artificial intelligence and what programming <laughs> language I must use? And this is, it's not just the question. He's put multiple, up, or not he, I don't, 
not. Uh, I, I need, it's anonymous. It could be, it could be a she. It's it could a could be anybody. It's a them. This person has put multiple updates in uh, about uh, trying to clarify exactly what it is that they're looking to try and do. <laughs> in in actually a reasonable amount of of detail. Um, I mean, it's it's truly it's truly wonderful. Um, for those of you uh, uh, viewing on YouTube, you can you can see the smiles and laughing faces that uh, Jan is making. Like you, everyone should really. Uh, there'll be links in the show notes to this because uh, it's actually quite hilarious. Uh, but uh, you know, once he wants to pro, he wants to know what language he should use so that his. Uh, his or her um, system can respond to voice commands, um, a, a gesture commands like salutes and things like that. Um, Three-fingered ones, I'm, I'm suing. <laughs> and, and this person also knows nothing about um, programming languages. So tell them what they can do so they can start fast. <laughs> they don't have enough time to start from zero. Um, I mean, Just the really, script combined with the vocal command system would be great. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Just just that. And I oh God. <sighs> I really, you know, I I, I would say that the, the only one person had the bravery <laughs> to answer this question. Um and uh, and even the answer is um well, pretty awful as well. But <laughs> at least there's an effort. There's an effort. I mean, there is an effort. There is an effort. And this is six um, years ago, so I mean, yeah, yeah, I, I can see. It. I mean, he starts with the fact of saying that you're not looking for artificial intelligence; it's just voice recognition, and then you could have a rules-based engine behind it to do the things that it's supposed to be doing. And six years ago, I guess voice recognition we didn't really have the thing of natural language processing yet, at least not outside of any kind of educational facility uh, institutions. So I kind of get the person David here trying to give a decent answer, <laughs> but. Yeah, I, I, it this this one just really broke my brain. But actually, this exists um, today because this person would not have to build this anymore. I yeah. forget the name, but I do from time to time play video games. One of the mm -hmm. ones I play is uh, Elite Dangerous, and there's a voice attack. A voice attack does exactly this. Not just limited to gaming, it's uh, more universal than that. And it does voice recognition and you can connect it to certain commands. So person, this person, he's just uh, six years ahead of his time because voice attack is like four years old now. So, <laughs> But I love the fact, how oh. can I build an artificial intelligence? And I'm a noob considering the fact that the world has not created artificial intelligence yet, which is a good thing. I mean, just watch the Terminator movies, you know all about it then. Uh, but the, the, I mean, the sheer optimism of this person. Just... It's, it's truly, it's truly, truly wonderful. And uh, again, just to uh, there's 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 one more that I think we we just need to find time for somehow. So I'm going to add it to the show notes uh, live. And uh, life changes. I can't do that. We're I know, not flexible. I know, We're not agile. But, uh, what did we'll, we'll we'll we'll. Uh, at the at the at bottom, the, at the bottom there. Anyway, we can do that one last, so don't don't worry about okay. it. It's it's a it's a doozy. Um, I'm not going to look at it yet, then. Yeah, indeed. So let's let's look at uh, our let's our fifth, our... let's ascend one more level into hell. Yep. 
can machines and computers and computer learn? Yeah. Not computers, just computer. Yeah, it's, we only have one in the world, of course. Yeah. Uh, could learn from mistakes in one game and not make them next, or could learn, or could it learn potential and chess from someone using them against it? A reasonable question, I guess. I mean, this is from when? This is a decade ago. I mean, this is the oldest one yet. And of course, the answer is uh, by anonymous. No, they would have to be programmed by a human being. <laughs> I mean, so. Decade ago, yes. Sort of. Um, I also like particularly the uh, response from Rianne K, which is <laughs> only Kit in the new Knight Rider. The new um, Knight Rider, which I hated. Yeah. Not, yeah. Yeah, that was terrible, actually. But the original wasn't very good, so the new one was even worse. Well, yeah. Yeah, let's, let's perhaps not. Hey, it gave us the whole. I've got that in my it, mind. It made, it made its statement. Yeah. It made a statement. Um, I also like the answer, well, if it did get programmed with an advanced AI. <laughs> okay. um, really? <laughs> so where the previous person was just looking for AI, now we're really looking at for advanced AI. It's yes. Going the right yes. direction. <laughs> um, okay, this one. Yes, it's possible, and they did this already. And they the mysterious they. Yeah, well, it's always it's the the Illuminati, right? They did it all. Oh, of course, yeah. Sorry. And uh, Deep Blue was already a thing apparently a decade ago. I didn't know that was that old. Uh, yeah, Deep Blue's been around for a long time. Apparently, so apparently that was already feasible. And I do think the guy with the chess thing is wrong because I don't think they had self-learning commercial chess programs. If they had chess programs you could play against, but I don't think they were self-learning. They were pretty static. I think I remember, but I, I don't well, know Well, how long ago was it that um, Kasparov was first beaten by an AI? It may well have been 10 years ago now, actually. It's, 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 pretty, uh, it's pretty disturbing how quickly time flies when you're having fun. Deep Blue versus Kasparov was in 1996. There you go. See? Courtesy of... Wikipedia. <laughs> As presented by Google in the top snippets. <laughs> so there you go. The answer to can machines and computer learn is Even either no or yes. Good. So it's the maybe? Probably. No, it's an, it's depend. It's a big data problem. Okay, good. Wonderful. Moving on then. <clears throat> uh, yeah, that's one of mine. I forgot it already. Uh, oh yeah, this is mm, yeah. This is when I stopped looking at the questions and answers on Yahoo Answers, and I kind of made a, a silent prayer, thanking whoever that it's shutting down. Because is it ideal to keep your data totally off your computer? First, I first glance a question that mm -hmm. actually might have a reasonable uh, yeah. reason to be asked. But then in the rest of the question, it says, I think it's ideal to keep your data off the computer on the storage medium. I just have too many embarrassing pictures and files. Uh, add on to that, Mr. The Master, and one embarrassing question on Yahoo Answers. They are a <laughs> level four <laughs> Yahoo Answers person, though. So, you know, that's... Level four, that's, that's pretty up there, I think, maybe. Now, of course, the obvious problem here is if you keep it locally off your computer, then how are you going to look at them? 
by attaching them to your computer and then they're connected to the computer again. So basically, this is the ideal answer for the totally paranoid security officer in your company that wants to secure everything. Well, the best way to secure your servers and your computers is to simply plug them, deep unplug them and don't switch them on. Then they will never get hacked. Yep. Clearly. Um, but yeah, but I there's, mean, there's, there's some <laughs> there's some answers here. You can you you can indeed encrypt. You can have uh, you know. Yeah, but they're still on the computer at that point, so it's not an answer to the question. No, no. They, and I do think he's never, missing a couple of lines. Called, they, they, they never <laughs> they never got to the computer, just on the hard drive, just on the separate encrypted hard drive that you never unencrypt. There you go. Uh, the, 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 I mean, I, I like Mr. Question Mark. He's given a couple of good answers. I can actually see this here, apparently. Oh, he's called Jesus now. Oh, interesting. Jesus is a question mark. That also answers the question. But the ideal solution is to never have a date with embarrassing pictures and files. Those kinds of things have their way of making their place to the pol- way to the police. And you end up in jail for having them. Now, I'm not sure if my, a picture of me being clumsy and f- dropping something is going to land me in jail, even though That's, I do think it's an embarrassing picture. Illegal. But it looks yeah. like the whatever country Jesus is from, they have very strict rules on embarrassment. So um, two thumbs up even, so that's good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and he's a level five, you know, Yahoo Answers person. Uh, so, you know, that, that's, that's gospel. Uh, well, I clearly. do. I mean, if Jesus is only a level five, who are all these level seven people? <laughs> Oh, there's another question mark level seven here, and that's Pearl. (laughs) Well, I think moving on. Yes, please. (laughs) We will come to our our bonus bonus Yahoo answer that we will wrap up on. I'm going to put an unseen link on the internet here. So, Dave, I hope you... (laughs) (laughs) (coughs) Um, This is from a week ago. Yep. No this need for batteries clearly... or unsightly cords, Mike. Yeah, no. So the, the the question for those of you not following on <laughs> long on on YouTube is why don't computers run on coal? Now, I have I have seen I have seen fuel cell based sort of laptops before where you have a little you know um, hydrogen canister. You insert those into the laptop and it consumes them. And of course, it like weeps water out, which is a little bit unsightly. But, you know, just don't use it on your lap and you'll be fine. Um, But I've never actually thought about a coal fired laptop before. And, And now I can't not think about a coal fired laptop. I mean, just imagine you you'd probably have to process the coal first. Um, so maybe you'd have like, maybe it would be coal dust, uh, and you'd have some sort of ignition system. I, I think it'd be quite steampunk. Like you'd have yes, yes, the coal heating up water, which would generate steam, which would drive a turbine, which would then generate electricity. So I mean, it all it all sounds perfectly feasible. Probably not great for the environment, but I. I can see no reason why uh, computers could not run on coal. Um, yes, um, but the one thing I would first uh, criticize a little bit, uh, I mean, the thing is, he, no need for batteries. Okay, I can get that, although you still need to have some electricity happening, as you explained just there, so batteries would still yeah. be in the equation there, but let's take that out of the question. But no, 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 uh, Not batteries, you just, just coal, coal-fired laptop. 
Yeah, but if you're going to make them to make a turbine, to make heat, to make electricity, you're going to store the electricity to make the laptop run, or else every time the coal runs out, there's a shovel in you, it's going to shut down. Okay, fair enough. You need good backups. But then the second one, no unsightly cords. I do enjoy the fact that this person hates the minimal clutter of a electricity cable, but would settle for a huge smokestack on his laptop, belching uh, smoke of the burning coal. It's it's perfect. Like for that steampunk aesthetic, who wants a who wants an ugly cord when you could have a giant belching like steam stack, a turbine, um, like a just like steam sort of <laughs> squeezing out of all of the different areas, fire happening in your laptop. I mean, it's just it's just the it's the obvious way to. Uh, to to, to power your laptop. There's just no better way. I, 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 I'm all for coal-powered laptops. I, I see a problem because one of the main issues at the moment in any PC is actually cooling it. I mean, there's water-cooled systems and all that kind of stuff. Putting a coal burner in your laptop, uh, how many fans will you need to make that not overheat the thing? Right, okay. I, I hear your, I hear your uh-huh. question. Yeah. Now, let me, let me just let me come back to you with, with the answer, mm-hmm. which is... Using your laptop in a really cold environment. Think about Arctic explorers <laughs> and their laptops. Okay, so silicon usually is is good in like the the colder things get, the faster it can run. Awesome. Batteries, however, yep. very bad True. True. in cold environments. So now just think a coal fired laptop that you could power have no issues with your batteries you're loading in you know bricks or chunks of coal into it on a regular basis you can cook on it you can stay warm on it and you can write your long lengthy email documents that you can print out on your coal-fired printer later i mean it's 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 the obvious solution i don't know why we've waited so long hearing you say that this is also the solution to quantum computing because quantum computing requires uh, semiconductors, which need to run at mm-hmm. zero degrees Kelvin. And as you just said, this is ideal for cold weather situations. There you go. There you go. It solves See? all the problems. Oh, coal-fired quantum computers. It's the way of the future, <laughs> I tell you. Hey, they're still one of the most dense energy-delivering uh, components on the Earth. Uh, but I'm going to uh, criticize all the smart Alex here who say, what you mean they don't, what you mean they don't, st- coal-burning uh, coal power stations around the country. They did not read the question correctly because that would still require yeah. the electric cord. Exactly right. So exactly all these smart right. Alex, no, you're wrong. <coughs> the last one, though, is a bit of a problem. That is actually my favorite. <laughs> That's my favorite answer. And it comes from a level seven. So, like, it's got to be true. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm seeing a kind of a combination of uh, Bakelite and asbestos. Oh, Just man. for that steampunk uh, vibe there. Yeah, yeah. So the answer for those uh, not watching along at home is uh, a <laughs> great plan. We could make them out of asbestos. Somebody actually put a render up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Of a, of a small coal-fired power station on the desk. But you see, that's not... You'd still need for that a a cord going from the tiny coal powered fire, um, power station to the laptop. So they still didn't really like they didn't really 
Yeah, it's Nail decoupled. It. It's too decoupled. It's, uh, exactly. yeah, it's, it's an issue exactly. still. And I also don't see a way of adding the call to the thing. Or it's this little black spot, maybe... It's, it's, Maybe it's 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 a con a proof of concept. Let's call it that. It's yeah, still yeah. needs some uh, <laughs> some work. And and then th honestly, this is this is the <sighs> this is the the answers that just keep on giving. So if you continue to scroll down, there you go. Um, there's the 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 concept of you know if you're maybe you don't want to run your computers on coal you know I, I can imagine why think of all of the the smoke and the pollution that sort of thing so clearly uh, just like ford had the concept for back in the 50s nuclear power a nuclear powered laptop just a tiny little house sized nuclear reactor built into your laptop for that you know easy luggability uh, yeah. Ford in the 50s had the Ford Nucleon concept, Great name. which was a nuclear-powered car. It looks so much like the uh, the cars in the Fallout series, for those of you that are familiar with that, <laughs> oh, um, that alternative yeah, reality sort of uh, vibe there. And uh, yeah, love it. Absolutely, uh, absolutely love it. I so mean, yeah, maybe, maybe coal-powered uh, laptops aren't the future. Maybe it's nuclear power. Yeah, I don't um, see a problem. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're, we're fueling stuff nuclear now. I mean, why is nuclear power a bad thing? I mean, radiation can't be an issue, obviously, because we've been radiating other planets for the last decade. We've sending nuclear things to the moon. Nuclear, we even bombed the moon with a nuclear uh, uh, device. Thank you, uh, previous president of the US for that. We've just sent a nuclear device to Mars to fly around in a helicopter. I'm not sure the helicopter itself is nuclear powered, but I'm pretty sure the other one is. So, I mean, if we can do it to other uh, planets, sure, we can do it in our own planet as well. I, I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> and, you know, the number of times people have dropped their laptops, uh, I mean, you know, I, I'm sure, I'm sure it works just fine. And Unfortunately, none of the other answers I, I don't think are quite as amusing. Um, you know, someone else mentions fuel cells and hydrogen, but really, I think we've we've worked out that that's boring. And really, you know, coal powered or possibly nuclear powered uh, is is definitely the way of the future. Uh, this this is horrible because coal doesn't produce electricity. Power plants that run on coal do. That's a nonsense answer. <laughs> Well, it's a nonsense answer from Yahoo Answers. It's closing down. We are obviously very sad about this fact. And uh, yeah, there we go. There's our, there's our glorious episode. Yeah, as you can see on YouTube and here in the MP3, I'm speechless, to be honest. Again, I, had, I wasn't <laughs> aware this actually existed. Uh, I use Stack Overflow a lot for uh, things like this. and But even in all my Googling, which is 60% of my day job, let's, let's be honest, like everybody else <laughs> these days, Yahoo Answers really never popped up. I never actually ended up here. There's a couple of other of these kind of sites that uh, do regularly pop up, but this one, but it was fair, fairly active because the questions I got were from the last uh, couple of days even. So Indeed. thank you for introducing me to this wonderful part of the world of the of the universe i would even say that i was not aware of and of course i totally hate you for waiting to tell me about this beautiful thing until it actually ends indeed and uh 
I am very glad that uh, we got a chance to get in on this <laughs> wonderful action before it all <laughs> faded away. We are now responsible for saving it for posterity. Exactly, exactly. So, unless there's any more answers uh, from you, Jan? Um, no, I'm just going to add one. We still have time, right? I'm going to add one more question to the Yahoo Answers section asking what our next Go topic should be. Okay, go for it. No, no, I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put that later on. I'm not gonna do it now live. Come on. Okay. I want to see people asking um, ask embarrassing questions because then you have to put it on separate things from your computer and stuff like that. So. Okay. In that case, that that is all the time, the questions, and the answers that we have for today. You can support this podcast by becoming a Patreon. Every contribution helps. We're on YouTube. You can like, you can subscribe, you can see the hilarity in our faces as we uh, sink deeper into the terrible, terrible cesspit <laughs> that is Yahoo Answers. I have to stop And reading. you can do all the YouTube things. Please go to www.roaringelephant.org for a link to our Patreon page and for more information about the podcast. Follow us on Twitter using the at Roaring Elephant tag. Send your feedback and your favorite Yahoo Answers maybe to podcast at roaringelephant.org until next time my name is way more questions than i have answers dave and my name is i thought there were no stupid questions Jon. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> and we look forward to talking to you next week goodbye See you then. i'm gonna spend more time on this side.